sometimes life gets in the way and you have to really prioritize what's important. And sometimes we can't always eat perfect. We can't meditate 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. Um, and we can't go to gym five days a week. Uh, it's just how it goes. And it's really important that you have to be aware or people have to be aware of well, if you've got goals, these goals need to be realistic and attainable. Um, and I think a lot of the time people set out goals that are too too much, probably work a full-time job and want to start a podcast or run a business and then get their health and then cook every night. And it's just unrealistic. And we have, all have really busy lifestyles at the moment. Um, I think we you have to you have to be realistic your goals and what you can actually achieve in the amount of time and also prioritizing like some you time or me time you know because that's so important and that's probably sometimes one of the things that we sacrifice the most. You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hi, gorgeous, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. And this week, I am so excited to share this episode with you as I jump on the mic with the incredible Ben. And Ben is a nutritionist at Innovision Nutrition and also head of nutrition at 13 Seeds. And if you've been tuning into the podcast for a while, you would have heard me banging on about 13 Seeds and their incredible hemp products. I've been using them for a while now and I absolutely love them. The quality is great and it was just so nice to get on the mic and chat about something that I'm so passionate about, which is health and well-being. But do you know what I loved so much about this episode is Ben is such a wealth of knowledge. He has such a great holistic approach to health and well-being and really maximizing your health from the inside out, but also ensuring that you're doing something that's custom fit to you, as there is no one size fit approach when it comes to health and well-being. And so I had such a great convo with Ben, which feels like a lifetime ago. Um, the day we recorded, the um, connection was a little choppy in areas, but it's hardly even noticeable, but I did want to pre-warn you. And I wanted to thank Ben for jumping on the mic with me and also giving us a glimpse into his background. Is that something that he doesn't share too often with his journey into health and I just couldn't have had a better conversation on health and well-being, 13 Seeds products, biohacking and just all the things that I'm obsessed with. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over the mic to Ben and he's going to take us on a journey to optimize our health together. Ben, every guest I have on the podcast lately, I actually start with a question, which is, what is something that you've learned lately? Oh, okay. Uh, I've been learning quite a lot lately uh, between, so my job with 13 Seeds involves a lot of research 
Um, so I always get to, I've got pretty much an open playing field with any kind of nutrition topics that I'm interested in. Uh, so I think yesterday I did uh, just put out a blog on coconut oil, which is a bit of fun uh, because there's a lot of a lot of hype around coconut oil, and I think uh, that's that's mostly due to like celebrities of just like everyone using coconut oil, thinking it's some sort of amazing oil. And then I did a bit of research yesterday and basically found that coconut oil is not much <laughs> um, in terms of what it actually, the health benefits of coconut oil, what it actually is good for would probably be, you could use it as a moisturizer. Uh, it's also pretty good in cooking. Um, but apart from like when it comes to like health benefits and that sort of thing, not that great. But that, I, I just want to quickly talk about one part of that, which I've been like, just so happens that I keep sort of finding myself in this situation uh, about one particular topic in nutrition, which I'm finding really kind of fascinating and learning a lot about recently is all about saturated fats. So coconut oil is a saturated fat. And basically for a long time, it was always fats were demonized in the diet. They're the worst things, how could you eat fat, everything. And then obviously that pushed for like low fat products a lot. Um, and that was the concept. But to be honest, what I've figured out most recently and what the evidence is saying is that fat is not actually as bad as we think. In fact, fats are amazing. And um, in particular, saturated fats. So saturated fats are fats that are solid at like room temperature. So coconut oil or butter, um, a, a typical sort of saturated fats or even like the fat on the outside of a steak. And we, for a long time, we thought that saturated fats were like a contributor to heart disease, all these sorts of things. Now what we found or what the studies or science suggests is that fats are actually fine. Um, what we want to make sure is we're just consuming the right proportion of fats so that um, we want to be consuming mostly polyunsaturated fats, which um, types of polyunsaturated fats include um, omega-3 fatty acids. So they're things found in hemp seed oil, they're things found in uh, fish oil, and these have a – we need these – uh, fats from our diet because they have a role in regulating inflammation and our body can't make them. Uh, and we want to be consuming mostly these. However, with saturated fats, they're not too much of a problem. Um, however, trans fats is where we come into a bit more of a problem. So trans fats are found in a lot of processed foods, baked goods, etc. Um, and then the other thing is more so the shift in the increase because of this demonized fat situation and now everybody is consuming way more refined sugars and carbohydrates. And these are probably more likely to be the big driver of uh, heart disease, inflammation, chronic health conditions. So that was just something off the top of my head, <laughs> um, which I just found like really, really interesting because it basically we've been doing, we've been, I feel like with nutrition, it's always changing, but I feel like we've, everyone's been, we've been looking at it the wrong way for like 50 years and that all started with a faulty study or a scam study in the 60s which basically lied about um, fats being or lied and said that fats are you know bad for bad for us yeah that's where it all started oh my goodness for starters I love the fact that that's what's something you've learned lately like bigger picture thinking which I'm so here for but that study wasn't that study um funded by the sugar industry like it was so corrupt 
Yeah, I don't know too much about the study. I've read a little bit. There's a little, uh, there's an article, I think it's with new, the New Yorker magazine, Truth Behind the Fat Lie or something like that. It's a really good article and that gives you the full rundown. But it is, I think it was funded uh, by the sugar, sugar industry. I'm not 100% sure, but I do know that the scientists were paid. So they were paid to give um, false reports, false yeah, so that that's as far as I, I don't want to go into much detail. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I totally hear you, and um, yeah, it's and and I think that also leads into the fact, like, no wonder so many people can't trust, like anyone today really like especially when it comes to health and wellness because well I know for a while I don't know if it still is but like the diet industry was just like the biggest industry globally because people are always looking for a quick fix there's always something new and it's like whatever happened to just eating really well listening to your body trying to you know have a plethora of different things and actually like eating real food like I remember growing up that I had really no awareness of that and like I was a massive partier and I just didn't even think about what I fueled my body with and then everything changed in my life and you know I'm definitely more mindful and um, I suppose more strategic with what I eat to feel good but still it's so amazing to see how the diet, diet industry continues to thrive and it's just because it's so well marketed. Mm, absolutely yeah I, I completely agree yeah yeah um so question for you on coconut oil because it's just out of general curiosity because I have this great big bottle of 13 seeds hemp oil which I'm so excited to try and um the reason why is that I actually know a little bit about coconut oil. I actually saw you put that on your stories the other day and I was going to like vote on your poll. And then I was like, I didn't want to put my foot in my mouth because I hadn't done any research lately. But I, the only thing I'm obsessed with with coconut oil is I use MCT oil in my coffee every morning. So have you got some great news for me? Can I swap it for hemp oil or not? <laughs> Okay, I think that uh, I just wanted to first of all before like just kind of comment on the the diet industry and then I'll definitely answer your question. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it now is it's becoming more and more confusing and I think sometimes nutrition is it is a very complex topic. However, when it comes to uh, not only the way I educate people through 13 seeds but also through like my own practice, I always try to simplify things because it can get very overwhelming for the average person to know what to do. Uh, and generally speaking, you are kind of spot on with what you said with um, sort of, you know, you do know what to eat to make yourself feel better. But it's most of the time there's very simple things or very simple guidelines that you can follow. And I think it was uh, like Michael Pollan. Um, do you know Michael Pollan, the, the author? Yeah. He was talking about, um, you know, it's pretty simple when it comes to like nutrition. He kind of wrote a whole book about it but I've seen a documentary and it was just eat, um, eat whole foods as much as possible. Uh, I think it was like avoid, avoid eating takeaway, um, buy organic and stuff when you can. Um, basically just cooking, eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, eating lots of, you know, whole grains, like really healthy fats, good quality source of protein. And then if you do have a condition, you can, I think that's where a more nutritionist dietitian will come into it and get into like, the nitty gritty, but like for the, for the average person, just those following those principles, 
is the perfect way to go from for just uh, general well-being, feeling better both physically, mentally, and of course combining that with healthy lifestyle, which is you know like you said the mindfulness stuff, the sleeping. It's they're the they're the key checkpoints. And sometimes I see I go on all these I'm, I read blogs through people, um, particularly like biohackers and stuff like that, and it can it just I, 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 out of curiosity, I'll go into it and then it's like, it just goes on and on and on and on and people trying out infrared stuff or all these crazy stuff. And, and then I'm like, they're always like, oh, I've got fatigue or I'm getting sick all the time. And people are like, try this supplement, do this, do that. And then it's like, have you considered maybe you're stressed? Maybe you're not sleepy enough. Um, these sorts of things are often overlooked. And I believe that people are always looking for now like a quick fix or they're looking for, yeah, looking for some sort of magic supplement that's going to change their lives. And the truth is that it's it's not that simple. Like health is complex, or well, not that complex, but it is in a way that living a healthy lifestyle, looking, doing your best to look after yourself mindfully through physical activity, all that stuff is going, and eating well is just going to help you to feel better, and I think that's really overlooked. So I just wanted to I touch touched on that before I answer the question. <laughs> the second question, so um, we talked about you asked about MCT and you also asked about hemp seed oil. So the first question is, um, what do you use MCT oil for? I have it in my bulletproof coffee every morning. That is like my ritual that I just am never going to get rid of but I know I do like the MCT oil in it because then I don't get the caffeine spike when because I have the caffeine spike when I have the coffee on its own you see so it gives me that fuel because I do do a lot of fasting but it's not actually intentional like it's not like I have an app and I'm like timing my fast it's more to just rest my digestion and intuitively eat um, because like I, I, so to give you some background, Ben, which it might be really good because it might lead into our conversation today is, so I had like the most unhealthy lifestyle. I was like such a party girl. And then I changed my life around and I actually competed in a fitness model competition back in 2014. And so I have this, like, I had went from like, um, having no control in my life to really strict control. And then I studied fitness and a little bit of nutrition. And I kind of went from one extreme to the other of like not counting anything to counting everything. And then it's taken me a long time to just to create like balance within my lifestyle. Um, but I know that I can become quite complacent and lazy. And so I'm really into health and wellness and I also am one of those crazy people that does like biohacking shit. <laughs> so hence why the bulletproof coffee and the fasting in the morning so that I feel yeah. like my brain is working correctly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, th I think um, well, there's like a, quite a lot of topics to, to cover there. <laughs> I, I, can really, I can really talk all day. So you've got like a good person on the podcast. Um, yeah, I think the most important thing when it comes to, um, and we don't, we will get to the hemp seed oil stuff. But the most important thing when it comes to a person is um, individualized, tailored plans that work for people. So, um, what works for one person's with fasting might work great for someone. Um, I personally fast for similar reasons, not for weight loss, but for more productivity. Yeah. I'm quite effective with. Um, I'll just drink black coffee in the mornings, and. I'm way more productive uh, not, not eating in the mornings. I wouldn't really call it even fasting. It's just skipping breakfast till like, yeah. till like 1 p.m. It's, it's for me, I don't time it. it. And when I feel, if I go to gym in the morning and I feel hungry, I'll eat. 
Yeah. Um, and I don't have like really, un- I don't try to do it in a very unhealthy way. And I know there are benefits of for like autophagy, which is like natural cell death, like things like longevity. If you do like longer periods of fasting, but for me, if I've just gone to gym for an hour and I've burnt all these calories, my body's going to want to refuel. I, I don't think starving my body is a great idea. So kind of listening to bodies uh, is exactly what you want to do. And it does take some time. Obviously I've got a, I was lucky enough to study nutrition. So have a bit of an advantage when it comes to that, but that's really important. So reasons why, and he talks about the bulletproof coffee and I've, I'll, I won't, I know there's like people, especially around like biohacking and a lot of zealots, whether it's like ketogenic diets, vegan diets, um, fasting, people who fast quite a lot, intermittent fasting. And quite often they're very, they have very strong opinions about, yeah, this, this, this works to me. And it's like, you should, you've got to do this. Like, and that's the funny thing when people ask questions on these blogs, it's like, someone's like 100% carnivore diet. And I'm like, hang on a second. Like we've got to understand that everyone's very different and what works for somebody might not work for someone else. So it's very important. I think a lot of that comes back to um, self-reflection. I think it's really important. Like reflection is another thing I've been thinking about a lot recently um, and different modes of reflecting. And that's really important because you can actually start to look at, you know, you did this for this amount of time and you've changed something, whether that's you've added a bulletproof coffee in the morning and do you feel better or worse and sort of gauging that. And a lot of people just do things and, don't quite it's hard to know unless you're keeping like some sort of scale or some sort of reading to understand how you're feeling but the bulletproof like when it comes to like bulletproof coffee if it if that's something that works for you and it's you know and you feel that it's stopping the caffeine spike for sure go for it like I would never tell someone not to do that the aim I guess the aim is to always want to feel your best as much as possible um, and it's also and that kind of uh, follows into what you were talking about with the, you can go from the extremes of extreme dieting to not dieting at all. And it's very interesting because I've, um, I've had a similar experience when you talk, you talked about the bodybuilding, I don't know if it was bodybuilding, but competing um, and probably having very strict diet uh, requirements. And I had a very similar thing when I was studying nutrition at uni and I had to learn um, when it, I guess when it comes to like the bell shaped curve of how to, uh, basically because we at uni when we're studying it was like everything everything that isn't you know fiber nutrients or macro micronutrients everything that isn't that so you know whether it's takeaway food or any anything that wasn't you like it, you can actually really start to create a really unhealthy landscape of what food is and I think that's really important because if we what happens is over time, if you are constantly worrying about if, if, if you label all foods as bad or certain foods as bad, that can lead to negative feelings, negative associations to food. And that just creates even more unhealthy um, patterns or habits in your life. And that goes, I see it a lot with um, people who compete, people who go to gym. It's quite often that they will have this very sort of strict dieting for a while, very strict training program. Um, and some people love, there are certain people who love order, like yeah, everything's specific, like, like specific, but for a lot of people, it's very unreasonable. And I think for me, I've tried to, especially in my clinic, um, I've tried to help people because um, I think understanding what's in the foods, whether it's calories, nutrients, is important. So count it, counting or tracking calories and that sort of thing, it's not always a bad thing. 
Um, and my what I try to do is more educate people so they understand and they don't have to be looking at uh, quantitative numbers every single time they eat a meal because it just takes away the enjoyment of food. It makes it, food should be an enjoying, relaxing time, and it can really lead to like negative outcomes. It can and it also lead to feeling feelings of guilt that I talked about. So it's really important. It's just so important that. We are, everybody shouldn't be, and I've been there, like being too hard, being like too hard on myself. If I get like takeaway, if I get like McDonald's was like the, like the demon at like, you know, at university when I was studying nutrition. So yeah, it's really important to, uh, especially intuitive eating, being kind to yourself. There are going to be days where, especially if you have a bad day, you might slip up, you might go get a large pizza and eat a block of chocolate. And that's okay as well. And you have, we, I think this is the area I'm, I've just started studying psychology and just so interested in behavior because our behavior probably is probably one of the biggest impacts or the, of that plays the sorry biggest one of biggest roles that impacts how we eat is our behavior. So if we're in a bad place mentally, we're more likely to eat a large pizza or do this because. We're just basically, it's, it's a, it, when we eat food, it's releasing dopamine. We're getting serotonin in the brain. And it's just another form of, I guess, self-medicating sometimes. And you can self-medicate with food. So I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question. I just went on a rant there, but, <laughs> but we'll go from there. What are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like hanging off your every word thing because I love like how you've now incorporated the psychology piece because we're all about that over here at Christiane Unedited. Like most of our conversations center around psychology in some way, shape or form because you're right, like human behavior is huge, like how we regulate our emotions and and I think like we look externally a lot of the time to meet our emotional needs but really we have to look internally of how we can meet our own and I know for me like there's been some times where I know if I'm tired or if I've had a really busy day or even sometimes um, I was catching myself during COVID last year like a Friday night would roll around and I'd just be like I'd almost want to just like take this big breath and then I'd eat like this big plate of nachos <laughs> and it would be like, give me the Whitaker's coconut slab, the nachos, all the things. But it's purely because of how I felt mentally yeah. and I don't think that's a good thing. It's like you can have anything in moderation, but it's just making sure that you don't feel guilty or you allow the guilt to consume you and you just you pick yourself up the next day and don't wait till a Monday. Anyone listening, it's like the worst thing. I know so many people that are like waiting till a Monday to like start a diet or work towards their goals. And it's like, dude, you can choose like what you want to do in this very moment. Like you don't have to wait for a fresh week because it never bloody happens. Absolutely. Yeah, I think as well there's people who – this is one thing that I've learned as well. There's people who actually um, will use their schedules um, as a form of distraction, um, which is which is really interesting. So some people, in order to, and I think I've been there as well, in order to not feel negative emotions, sometimes what we do is we create these schedules that are so busy, like whether that's working all day, then you quickly got to get to gym and do this and do this and do this and do this. And I think some for some people, some people just organise and just smash life. But for other for other people, sometimes I think it's uh, yeah, it's a distraction to avoid feeling certain things. 
Um, and yeah, I think it's really important to, to think about. And there's, I've been, yeah, just this is, I know all this stuff from my own mistakes. Oh, my, oh, I wouldn't say mistakes, my own learning experience. Uh, so yeah, it's really important that people aren't too hard on themselves. And if you are the kind of person who does have a really busy schedule and you're nonstop and you do a thousand things and you work out twice a day for three hours, I think you've got to start asking yourself, what is there? Are you doing this in a healthy way? Are you going to the gym and eating well to feel good? Are you doing this to distract yourself? And I think that's kind of important. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Now, I actually want to get to 13 seeds, but before we do, (laughs) I want to hear a little bit about your journey because it sounds like you've had like such an interesting journey of like doing all the things as you do as teenagers and partying and like living your best life and then also turning that around and exploring nutrition and now um, psychology. And I love that. So can you share with us? Yeah, give us a little bit of the 411 on Ben. If there's one staple I always have in my kitchen, it's hemp hearts. I've been using hemp hearts, also known as hemp seeds, for years. You can use them in so many different ways, sprinkled on your breakfast, add them to a smoothie, or my favorite way to use them is to create hemp seed milk. It is legit a game changer. Hemp seeds are non-psychoactive, they're loaded with healthy omega-3s, plus they're a great source of magnesium, zinc, and iron. I've been using 13 Seeds, which is a family-owned hemp farm in Tasmania. And what I've loved so much about their products, because I'm also using the hemp seed oil and protein powder, is the quality of the product. Because as you know, I am big on what I put in my body due to my background in health and fitness. And 13 Seeds ticks all my wellness boxes. If you'd love to try 13 Seed products for yourself, then you'll find their link in the show notes below. And when you use the code christyg 20 which is K-R-I-S-T-Y-G-20, all one word and uppercase, you'll score yourself 20% off your order. I cannot recommend their products enough. And if you want my hemp milk recipe, then send me a message. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't really like talking about myself, but I will do it just because for argument's sake on the podcast. Um, So I do have a little bit of a story and I think you will probably find that almost most people who work in the health industry do. And I feel like most of the time when people are in the health industry, they, it started from, it started from coming from a place of being, of feeling unhealthy and not as good as they could feel. So for me, um, I, had a lot of uh, had a lot of difficulty at school, uh, not because not because I'm I feel like I'm not intelligent, but more the fact that I sometimes learning environments um, aren't ideal for me, and it kind of made sense now because I've I was diagnosed with ADHD two years ago, and everything sort of like clicked for me, and I was it, I love to learn, I love everything about it, but I like learning on my own terms. Um, so school was a little bit tough for me. So I actually left school when I was um, when I was fifteen. And I basically got lost a little, a little bit along the way. I did like a chef apprenticeship, got a little bit lost along the way as in, oh, I was like, wasn't, I didn't want to be at school. School wasn't for me. Chefing was a bit of a nightmare as in just the kind of lifestyle wasn't, wasn't really my cup of tea. I did enjoy cooking. I still do, but just not in that environment as well. I don't really like being told what to do, which is another problem. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, are so you an Aquarius? I'm I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm a pretty strong Sag. Uh, yeah, basically, basically, I uh, yeah, just over time felt like felt didn't really have a purpose or meaning in life. Um, I was I did one of the thing that well, I guess one thing I've always had or enjoyed in my life is definitely like dance and electronic music is like had a huge part of it's a big part of my life and I still like to still DJ now and I still like to go out and just dance dancing is one of my favorite things to do and but over that course of time it just kind of went from that was you know doing that all the time partying all the time partying every weekend and I kind of just got to this certain point where I was like just treating my body like garbage uh, and I my friend was like, do you want to come to gym? And I was like, not really. <laughs> I was like, I did play a lot of sports when I was younger. And I was like, but I wasn't exercising. I was eating poorly. Uh, just, not a good, just not in a good place mentally and physically. Um, and then I started going to gym and I just, he's like, you won't last a week. And I was like, went back <laughs> again and again. And then, yeah, really kind of found my, um, found my feet. So I just loved it. I really enjoyed the eating at the working out aspect. And I got interested in basically what happens what you should be eating around exercise um and I was just like I was like I reckon I could probably study this like I'm just like I was just so fascinated about how food works in the body so that I then I went to uni went to uni went to uh, Endeavour College in Melbourne for four years did the Bachelor of Nutrition then straight away jumped on a plane went to London for two years started my own business um called InnerVision Nutrition which is basically the concept of and it's still sort of always like morphing was just sort of wellness stuff. Like how can you, how can you feel better? And um, I incorporate a lot of like, I like to incorporate both like diet and lifestyle into that. And like particularly supporting people with mental health issues, whether that's um, anxiety, depression, people with ADHD or behavioral disorders, looking at how nutrition interacts um, with, with that and focusing a lot on, stress management and really kind of like a holistic lifestyle, which is the kind of main aim of InnerVision Nutrition. So that's been going on for a few years now. And then I moved back two years ago from London, sort of continued that. And then I luckily somehow fell into a role at 13 Seeds. Uh, so 13 Seeds is the hemp seed company that I work for, has made in hemp seed company. And uh, it's just great because I, number one, I've never thought I'd be doing something like this. And number two, it's great to be part of a company that, uh, the actual products I believe in. And this is, I think, one of the problems with nutrition is you could easily end up with a company that might sell a bit of a dodgy product or supplement and you kind of just have to fabricate the actual, uh, what, how good the benefits are of your particular brand's products. But what's great about um, the TCs and the hemp seeds and stuff is that pretty much it's not only good for the environment um, for lots of reasons because we uh, hemp seed oil is made from for those who don't know, hemp seed oil is made from the hemp seeds itself um, and they contain, there's no, contains like trace amounts of psychoactive components typically found in like cannabis or other types of cannabis plants. Um, so it only contains trace amounts, but the hemp seed oil itself is actually used um, as an essential fatty acid or as an omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acid. And I kind of touched on that earlier about how they, these fatty acids are needed from the diet um, to regulate inflammation in the body, so they're really important. And um, when we have a when we have a sort of basically the human uh, well over the over the years, the diet has gone from about one part omega sorry one part omega three 
to three parts omega-6 to around one part omega-3, 20 parts omega-6. And they believe that this is basically this can, is a driver for inflammation and could explain a large amount of an or increase in chronic health conditions, inflammation, all these sorts of things. So by consuming these sorts of fats into your diet, especially ones high in omega-3 and certain ratios of omega-6 actually help starts. We still need omega-6, so it's really important that we're getting both. Um, so that's really cool. And the fact that hemp seeds basically contain the perfect ratio, which is one part omega-3 to three parts omega-6, is really amazing because it basically means that not only is it a plant-based source, so it's good for the environment, but it's easy to consume, it's cheap, um, and it's just an amazing product. And it also contains GLA as well. So that's really, really cool, and I'm really lucky to have found myself in a situation working for a company that I believe in their products. Uh, yeah, so pretty much just to like finish up on that, this is like a plant. Um, hemp seed oil would be is, is like the perfect plant-based alternative to fish oil, for example. Um, and now, especially with when you look at um, fishing, there is we're running out of fish, <laughs> um, and a lot of fish is now farms um, uh, unsustainably. So yeah, hemp seed oil is basically a sustainable source of essential fatty acids. Um, and it's just a, a great thing to add into your diet. So I'm really lucky. Oh, I'm such a massive hemp seed fan. And purely because like I was that person like 10 years ago that was buying hemp seeds from the health food shop. And at the time they couldn't even sell them legally in Australia unless they had a sticker on the back covering the nutritional facts to say external use only. Like, and I think the suggestion was as you could use it as a body scrub. I was like, are you legit kidding me, Australia? Like hemp is amazing. Because it was, yeah, it wasn't, hasn't been, uh, it was only legalized in 2017. So, yeah, it is a relatively new thing. And a lot of people don't know about it. And that's why I always like to give, I don't just say, I work for a hemp seed company. I like to sort of explain what hemp seeds are, how they're beneficial. And I think a lot of people think, oh, like CBD oil, it's, it's different. Um, they work in different ways. So CBD oil works particularly on the it's called the endocannabinoid system um, we have endocannabinoid receptors all over the body um, and they have roles in like pain um, and lots of different other aspects of health um, but in particular yeah, the hemp seed oil works um, to reduce inflammation um, by basically through these omega-3 fatty acids and that's how it works so we actually um in the hemp seed oil itself, what happens is when we consume it, um, it's got both um, linoleic acid and alpha-linoleic acid. And these omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids are then converted into um, omega-3, like more further down the line, converted into like EPA and DHA, which um, I'm not going to say the full names of those because, but they're basically found, because I will screw it up. Uh, they're basically found in um, more like sort of your fatty fish and stuff like that. So it's just an excellent way to incorporate more omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids into your diet. Yeah, amazing. So what are some of the ways that you incorporate hemp into your routine? Because I like make my own hemp milk with the hemp seeds. That's something I've been doing for years. I love like 
That's just for me. I'm A, helping the environment by not wasting more packaging and B, I can then control the flavor and the creaminess of it. And so I've been doing that. I've kind of used hemp protein powder on and off, but I haven't been using like a proper protein powder in a while. And I do have some of the 13 seeds complete protein, which I'm really excited to try. Um, But like, I know you can kind of like, there's a porridge, there's like or like there's something, there's like something you can use as like a breakfast cereal. There seems to be like a plethora of products. And I'm like, I wonder what Ben's like favorite way to use hemp is. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, so basically uh, the reason why, what's also really great about the hemp seed products is, so I use the, I use the hemp seed oil. Um, that's, I, I use that. I, I also personally use, um, make sure I'm consuming um, oily fish as well. So I get a large range of um basically essential fatty acids in my diet, not just um, not just one type, which is cool. But for me, other sort of hemp seed products that I use, um, I like to use the, so the complete protein is awesome. So one of the benefits of the hemp seed protein is it contains, so in order to be considered a complete protein, um, it needs to have all nine essential amino acids. Now, these are typically mostly found in animal products. So that means it contains all 28 28 or 29 amino acids required in the diet. And essential amino acids are amino acids that can't be made in the body. So anytime it has essential for a nutrient, it means it, it, we need to get it from the diet. So hemp seeds actually contain all of these essential amino acids, which is really, really cool. Um, and one of the benefits is of, I've, I've written a couple of blogs about it, but one of the benefits of consuming um, hemp seeds protein, when you compare it to the other sort of plant-based um, protein powders, it's, even though they all have their sort of individual um, benefits, um, hemp seed protein is the most overall, like best um, protein. It does have slightly less protein, but what you do get is you get you get the essential. Uh, sorry, you get the essential. All it's a complete protein, so the essential amino acids. You get a large variety of the essential fatty acids that we talked about, and then um, hemp seed is also really high in zinc, magnesium, and calcium as well. Um, zinc, magnesium, calcium, and there's one I'm missing. But it's, it's basically high in these um, minerals as well. So it's really amazing. So you're kind of crossing off, ticking off all these boxes, uh, which is awesome. So I like to, I typically use the MC protein powder. I have smoothies every day. I'm a bit of a smoothie, smoothie jerk. And, yeah, I like to add it to my smoothies. And then also... I sometimes add in the hemp hearts as well. They're kind of my three go-tos. Um, so the hemp hearts, once again, are high in zinc, iron, calcium, um, but they're going to contain slightly higher amounts. So I add those in as well because these nutrients or these minerals have so many important functions in the body. So iron's important for energy production. Magnesium is also involved in energy pathways, but also involved in neurotransmitters, um, also involved in muscle relaxation. Um, It's really important that we're getting enough of this stuff. Um, And also zinc is really important for the immune system and also, once again, for neurotransmitters. So getting these, it's a really easy way to get a lot of nutrients into the diet, especially if you're on a plant-based diet, um, because these things, some of these nutrients are harder to get some from um, from like a uh, plant-based diet. So that's mm. kind of how I use it. 
I I think that's going to be so useful because I know so many people now that prefer to eat plant-based or to have more plant-based options. I, I just like to have variety and I don't like to also classify myself and put myself in a box because I go through phases where I might be really into eating red meat and then I might be eating fish and then I might eat more plant-based. But I know so many people that eat plant-based and then they've found like they haven't been either they haven't worked with a naturopath or they've worked with somebody to actually help them to get the right vitamins and nutrients and minerals that they need so they end up either having a deficiency which leads to gut health issues or skin issues or the other one is iron deficiency which is what you mentioned yeah I think I think that's a that's a really important uh, um, I feel and this is a, a really great tip for anyone who uh, anyone who's looking to change their diet from more standard diet, I wouldn't say standard diet, it's generally good per se, but anyone looking to change their diet, you have to remember that any single time that you take out a food group, there are going to be potential nutrients that you may get less of, whether that's, um, you know, a, sorry, carnivore diet, a vegan diet, uh, even ketogenic diets when it was like things like fiber. It's really important to consider these things. And I know a lot of people typically will try to do it themselves because when I look, I'm the same. Sometimes I, if I have a, if I have a really tight upper neck and traps and working, working all day, I have to go see a manual therapist because I can't do that myself. But I feel a lot of people often will try to do the diet themselves. However, if you're not feeling hundred percent and you feel that you could be feeling better, a nutritionist and naturopaths and dietitians, these this is where they come in because they these nutrients play such a critical role and if i could explain to you how i used to feel um whether it's suffering from anxiety like my adhd being really bad not being able to concentrate foggy brain bad memory like and tell you how i feel now i feel re- like not like i would say i would like to say amazing most days i feel good i feel happy i feel energetic and that's not just food, but that's lifestyle stuff as well, making sure I'm sleeping, knowing what to do and knowing how to fuel your body and knowing what to look for in terms of deficiencies is so critical for health. Um, and I think it's, I know it's, it's sometimes not cheap to go see a nutritionist or these sorts of things, but it's, the, it's one of the great, best things you can do for your health. And I, I think that everybody would benefit. And I, it's, I think there needs to be more sort of maybe government rebates, especially around like nutrition and naturopaths and stuff like that, oh, because yeah. they do seem a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't agree with you more. Like I think that understanding food, especially like if I think of like, because my mum, like I pretty much grew up in a household. My mum has had intolerances since before I was born. So she has like IBS and she was, it was not diagnosed because, you know, she's like in her sixties now. And I was quite like, I was in a household that we had to check all the labels of everything. And like, even today, like when we're doing any type of shopping, cause she doesn't have her glasses with her. She's like, can you check the labels for me, Christy? And I think like when I'm looking at some of the stuff today, even like the plant-based food, even some of the health food, like per se. And I say that with air quotes in the air right now is like, you have to still check because marketing is so good today. It says like sugar-free, but like the second ingredient will be like rice malt syrup or whatever. And it's still sugar. 
And I think that's where my biggest frustration comes from is there's still like preservatives, there's still things in there. And look, some things aren't bad and I understand that, but it's like we have to be really mindful of what we're putting in our body. And if we don't have the capabilities to research that, then going and seeing somebody and working with someone like you, Ben, is like literally going to be a massive game changer. Yeah, absolutely. I think nutrition is probably one of the most confusing things um, ever because there are so many different opinions, so many different resources, like who, where are you getting resources from? Where are they getting their studies from? Are the studies biased? Um, and it can be really confusing. Uh, and I think that's, that's a perfect point that you brought up. And a, a lot of things that, um, and a lot of over time, foods that we perceive as healthy just not being that healthy, uh, whether that's things like I don't I don't want to talk about bad foods, but you know things like muesli bars or waking up having breakfast. You know the sort of kids where kids are better to eat cereal in the morning and like I don't know. You always get you always got to push you always got to push the envelope a little bit. And I think nutrition is one of those things where it's it used to be we have a food pyramid and it's like this is this and this is that, but I I don't think it really is that it's 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 very and it's a very individual thing for someone exactly like how they eat and what they eat to, to feel their best. Um, and it can be really, really overwhelming for even for myself. Sometimes you, you hear something or you hear a podcast, like for example, someone might go off oh, like today, like, and, and then you go off and you're like, hang on, wait, what about this? And it's, there are so many, every single time you change something in, in the diet, there's a potential risk for, like I said, deficiencies, but also like how it affects when we have these nutritional deficiencies, they affect lots of different pathways in the body. Um, so nutri- nutrients in particular, like your vitamins and minerals, one of the main roles in the body is that they actually help. They're known as cofactors. So we need these nutrients in certain amounts to make sure we've got, um, to make sure our what's called our Krebs cycle or energy cycle is working. We need them to make sure we can produce, we need um, amino acids from proteins to produce neurotransmitters, which have affects our mood. But then we also need like B vitamins, magnesium, zinc to make sure these neurotransmitters are functioning properly. Um, and what would, what you typically see with like nutritional deficiencies is, and I've, I think it was like Rhonda Patrick or someone like that talking about a triage theory. And a triage theory is basically when you might, if you take something out at the start. You might be okay for a while. Your body will adapt and it will be okay. But if you have nutritional deficiencies long-term, this can lead to serious health problems. Um, um, things like, uh, I think fatigue would be one of them with like iron deficiency anemia, also um, with pernicious anemia, which is lack of B12, um, for, especially if people are on a plant-based diet or mostly more particularly on a vegan diet. You have to supplement with B12. You can't, there's not enough. You can't get enough from the soil. That's really, really important because long-term, this is, I'm just giving you some examples. Long-term B12 deficiency can lead to brain damage um, and affect all these different pathways in the body and fatigue and, and need, like, it's just, it's just so important that people do seek, seek out if they, with their diet, if they're having issues, when you go see like a nutritionist, a naturopath, a dietitian, they can really help you to simplify food, give you they more and more so this is what I do as well, is educate people about why you eat something. 
are you eating it? What's the benefit of eating this? What are you going to get out of it? And this is why we do things without going into too much of the, uh, look, I, I'm not completely against counting calories, but without having to be like, okay, for I've having counted calories in years, um, I'm very much in tune with my body and I'm lucky, but I have a basic understanding, which is good, but we shouldn't have to count calories. Like unless you're a professional athlete, it's really not that necessary. Um, and I think one of the most common things is weight loss. Like when people come into me like, oh, the most common thing is everybody wants to be thin and everybody wants to lose weight. And it's, I, I find it the most boring part of nutrition <laughs> to be, to be quite honest. Um, I think it's just so boring because it is really just energy balance and people saying, well, I'm doing this and I'm going and doing that. I'm going to gym five days a week and I just can't lose the weight. And then you speak to them and you're like, well, did you, and then they'll tell you they had, 10 to 20 alcoholic drinks in the weekend and they might be doing all the right stuff during the week, but then it gets to the weekend and they go and buy a slab. <laughs> and like, it's, yeah, it's just one of, one of those really boring things. I did go on a, a little bit of a rant there. So please, please pick my brain. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm here for it. I'm always like, I'm always telling stories and always like ranting about something that's pretty, that's pretty standard around here. Um, but like, it's so interesting. If somebody just like looked after their like, I don't even want to call it a diet. It's not even a diet. It's like if you just looked after and took note of like what you're eating on a day-to-day basis, you can potentially like, look, sure, you may not be able to get a ripped body, but you can still make some pretty awesome headway. Like I haven't, I actually am so ashamed to say this. I have probably not worked out properly in like over four weeks, which is like, I have a reformer, a Pilates reformer. And so I like do like prioritizing health and well-being, but um, I've just been prioritizing work, which is not a good thing, but I've also been looking after my health and well-being through getting enough sleep. I have like a, I'm like, I, I sound like the worst buyer, like the best and worst biohacker here. I have like a sunlight lamp next to my bed. I have like, I do my meditation. I eat really healthy food. I haven't put on any weight. I think I've lost some weight and I haven't exercised. I think I've just been walking, going to the beach, catching a nice meditation at sunrise and that sometimes for me is enough than getting really stressed out and going I have to tick off 10 million things on my self-care list and exercise and do all these things but when I eat good I feel good sometimes it's that easy yeah that's great I think that's really I think that's really uh, a great thing that you've highlighted there around sometimes you've you've made there are going to be times where life gets in the way (laughs) And we're talking about, we, we did have a brief discussion before the podcast about how you're moving or you're moving house. And I was talking about how I moved house and I have been a similar, I had lots of social engagements last, I've had four weddings and three bucks in the last couple of months and just started uni for the first time in five years. And I felt, I did, I had to, it, my, sometimes life gets in the way and you have to really prioritize what's important. And sometimes we can't always eat perfect. We can't meditate 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night um, and we can't go to gym five days a week uh, it's just how it goes and it's really important that you have to be aware or people have to be aware of if you've got goals these goals need to be realistic and attainable um, and I think a lot of the time people set out goals that are too too much they're too much for their they probably work a full-time job and want to start a podcast or run a business and then get their health and then cook every night and 
it's just unrealistic. We have, all have really busy lifestyles at the moment. Um, I think we you have to you have to be realistic about your goal, like your goals and what you can actually achieve in the amount of time, and also prioritizing some me like some you time or me time, you know, because that's so so important, and that's probably sometimes one of the things that we sacrifice the most is we don't if we don't get our me time or you time, whatever it is. You, you don't you we, we're constantly doing things because we have to do things and not doing things because we want to do them um and that's a really important fun part of life is doing things that you want to do not that you have to do um and i've i've lost my i've been so i used to surf a lot play golf that i lost that the last couple of months same thing i've been exercising doing the other stuff but haven't been able to play golf and i've just started doing it again the last week or two and things are settling down and the semester's wrapping up, thank God. Um, yeah, I just, I feel so like being able to dedicate time to myself to just go out and do something that I really love and I'm completely present um, really helps to improve all the other aspects of my life, work, uni, study, running my business. I'm, I, I need, I like to always dedicate an hour of a day to just me and that's that's amazing. <laughs> so I hope I hope I answered your question or (laughs) oh my god you totally did I love that well you validated me because you backed me up (laughs) and I always love being validated so (laughs) um but yeah like I think it's like trying to um create a life that you um enjoy and make space for serendipitous moments and um focus on what's important and be grateful that we actually have the privilege of even being able to do that because some people don't even have that luxury. And um, I love those insights that you gave because like, I, from my perspective, like l- nothing is perfect. Nothing. I don't think balance exists and everything's always an ebb and flow. And there's been times in my life where things have just been like running at optimum, which I love. Um, but there's also been times like where I've had to focus on other things and it means other areas of my life slip, but then I've kind of reconciled with the fact that's part of the human experience and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So it's good. Good reflection. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Nice work. Um, So where can people find you? Like if um, you are obviously working with 13 Seeds as a head nutritionist, but you have a business as well. So where can people find you online if they have loved this episode and they want to connect with you? Yeah, so you can go to my Instagram handle is at Innervision Nutrition, I-N-N-E-R-V-I-S-I-O-N dot nutrition. I really picked like the worst business name. Like I love it. It's got a nice, it's got a really nice flow to it, but uh, it, it is kind of like tricky to spell for some people. So I always like to spell it out. So in, at, at Innervision dot nutrition. And then you can also find me on my website, www.innervisionnutrition.com.au, I think. <laughs> awesome. um, and yeah that's 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 pretty much me and then obviously i if you go to 13seeds.com.au um i pretty much do all the blogs there we have like i do i write a blog once a week about anything that i want to write about which is awesome um and then also i get questions from people so I have some really interesting questions in there um and yeah you can send an email also to ben at 13seeds.com.au where i answer questions to people and go online and do that so yeah how are you finding that has the hemp seed products coming along so far for you oh my goodness I love them like everything I've tried has been great but you know what I, I'm a big I'm a big one big believer that 
People shop, pe- people shop people, not brands. And ever since 13 Seeds reached out to me on Instagram, like I just got this really, I always, I got this gut feeling. I was like, oh, I actually really love like the interaction that I had. And then I went and checked out the website and I love that it was a family owned business. And then the products arrived and just the whole experience for me, it actually it made me as a consumer, right? Like a part of the family. That's how I felt. And then when I tried the products, they were really good too. And so I was like, as soon as they said to me, they were like, we need to put you in contact with Ben. And I was like, yes, let's get him on the podcast. Cause I love talking about health and well-being and hemp and the products are amazing. And I actually can't wait to um, try a few recipes out next week with them as well. Once I'm in the new house and I've got some more free reign in the kitchen because that's when I like really get my creativity on. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. Oh, please, if you do come up with any fun um, hemp recipes, like if you come up with anything, I love hearing about them and can always chuck them on the blog as well, which is really exciting. Uh, so that's that's good to hear. I'd love uh, to hear how it goes. Please, please keep me updated. Oh, don't you worry. I will be. And I actually, I'm going to try. I'm going to try some of that hemp oil and other ways to see if I can be a little bit savvy with it. So stay tuned on that. And my final question for you is, what is an epically small moment you've experienced lately? I've been meditating for a long time, but been thinking about um, a particular moment in my life where I felt completely completely present and just like full of bliss. And I it took me a while to think about it, and I it sort of was really calming. And I remember this I just moment of like because I uh, just sometimes when you're surfing and you sit out and uh, the and the like you sit out past the breaks and you're just sitting there waiting for waves to come in, and you literally you're freezing cold because we're in Victoria, you're freezing, you're like you're so cold, and you've got all this noradrenaline running through your body, um, and you're sitting on top of your board and you're just waiting there, and everybody's just dead silent and it's just like the one of the most like peaceful tranquil moments and I keep sort of, whenever I go through like a um a weird spot if I'm overwhelmed stress um I've been working on thinking or going back to a moment like that to calm my heart rate uh yeah that's just something that I just thought of but <laughs> um <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.